Manna or Meatloaf, episode 73. It's a pleasure. Hello, hello. Oh, I hope you had a wonderful week. So I read this great little book one time. It was written by Oprah Winfrey, and it was called What I Know For Sure. Such a positive, wonderful, uplifting book. And I loved one thing that she said. I highlighted it, and I still had it when I was flipping through the pages. I found it, and that's what comprised the direction of this episode. She said, quote, I take my pleasures seriously, end quote. Can't you see her saying that? Well, I know exactly what she means. (laughs) Everyone who knows me knows how deeply I enjoy a good romantic comedy or Disney movie and how many are my all-time favorites, wink, wink. If there's a beautiful sunset, I'll make you run outside and look at it with me. In this podcast alone, how many times have I said about people that I simply could not love them more? Or... Even the sound effects that may or may not emerge when I'm consuming something scrumptious. Yes, I know some of my family members are laughing. They love giving me a bad time about it. But I choose to believe that I'm striving to be present and that I want to live life to the fullest. Somehow, for the majority of my life anyway, I've seemed to be keenly aware of the pleasures around me. And if you've been with me, you know that that isn't the case all the time, much of the time anyway, but it's certainly something I'm trying to recapture. My mom and sisters (laughs) are laughing so hard right now. I can promise you that. We had a darling young lady, Renee Campbell, in our ward, give a talk on becoming more childlike. And it's no coincidence that she was recently released as our ward's primary president. So anyway, she talked about observing this gift and reminded us that Christ himself taught us in Matthew 18, verses 3 and 4, that except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. She did a terrific job, by the way, and is the perfect example of someone who lives with this childlike wonder. As she spoke, I thought of watching my beautiful grandbabies. They skip, for example, and it feels good. It seems to make them feel even better. Their smiles get bigger, and so they skip more. You tickle them once, and they feel the immense pleasure of giggling from head to toe, and they want to be tickled more. Our two-year-old baker boy seems to learn about something. Well, right now, it's dinosaurs, and that's all he wants to see, hear, play with, and sleep with. Those tiny T-Rexes give him great pleasure. Pleasure refers to experiences that, simply put, feel good. It is the sheer enjoyment of something. When was the last time you skipped? While I haven't skipped in a long time, I did just recently chase that little baker boy around the house until I caught him and tickled him. The sound of his laughter grants immense pleasure to this Nana heart. And guess what? He wanted more and more and more. I finally had to pass the baton. He tuckered me right out, but he was driven for more of the play that just made him feel wonderful. That's pleasure at its finest. When was the last time you felt the sheer enjoyment of something? 
pleasure is usually caused by external stimuli and most often engages one or more of the five senses. It's getting in your comfiest jammies and cuddling under your electric throw on a cold evening after a long day's work. It's the deep, satisfied sigh after the flavorful sensation of eating that warm, delicious slice of cake that you've been craving. It's that feeling of lightness or bounciness or energy we get when we listen to our favorite music. We derive pleasure from the beauties of nature and experience the smells of sagebrush, ripe tomatoes, sweaty horses, or anything else that sparks a nice memory for us. The sweaty horses, yeah, that's mine. Basically, we experience pleasure when we do, see, or experience something we love doing, seeing, or experiencing. Pleasure sometimes doesn't last very long since the attention seems to move on to things that matter a little more. Now, you may be wondering where I'm going with all of this. Certainly, you all know what it means and have had regular occurrences of experiencing pleasure. So I'll try to expound. My goal with this episode was to kind of motivate an increase in the things that I enjoy, those things that are pleasurable, and to be able to identify and observe in myself the times and seasons that elicited the most joy, enjoyment, and pleasure so that I could try to recapture them, thinking that somehow that would turn up the fun factor in my life. But as I studied and researched some of the chemical things that took place in the brain when we experience pleasure, my objective made a shift as I all too clearly realized that too much of a good thing can turn into not a good thing and that I might be trying to hang my hat on the wrong hook. This point brought on a whole new level of awareness, and it shed some light on some of the underlying struggles that I've been working through, and so I hope you'll find this information helpful. The Faculty of Medicine at the University of Queensland, Australia, had a blog post about how pleasure affects our brains, and that was done in April of 2018. The author James Kesby stated, quote, Pleasure itself, that good feeling you get in response to food, sex, and drugs, among other things, is driven by the release of a range of neurotransmitters, chemical messengers, in many parts of the brain. But dopamine release in the brain's reward system is particularly important. Dopamine release tells the brain when to expect something rewarding, modulates how rewarding it will be, and drives us to seek more rewarding things, end quote. He went on to explain that while dopamine is also crucial for many other physical functions like voluntary movement and cognition, it's easy to see the effects unbalanced dopamine can cause in the body. Schizophrenia, for example, is a mental disorder where there's just too much dopamine released and that can cause psychotic symptoms. In neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's disease, the dopamine cells that control motor skills and overall coordination die prematurely. Most drug abuse is a result of dopamine released in excess or a habitual need for more of this brain chemical, which produces the overall feeling of pleasure. I knew there was a reason I felt so addicted to chocolate. It makes so much sense. I also found it so fascinating that decreases in dopamine found in the pleasure or reward center of the brain can result in depression, overall feelings of sadness, loneliness, isolation, or a lack of pleasure or motivation. So the question then becomes, how can we increase the release of these dopamine hits, so to speak, and experience pleasure in healthy, appropriate ways while maintaining what seems to be kind of a delicate balance? I think the first step is acknowledging that pleasure and happiness 
are not the same thing. There's a book that was published in 2017 titled The Hacking of the American Mind, and it was written by Dr. Robert Lustig. And in reality, it's a book all about how sugar affects our bodies and our brains, which, by the way, is a lesson between pleasure and happiness all on its own, right? Quoting him from a 2017 interview with University of California TV, he described many of the ways that pleasure and happiness are different. Quote, Pleasure is short-lived. Happiness is long-lived. Pleasure is visceral. Happiness is ethereal. Pleasure is taking. Happiness is giving. Pleasure can be achieved with substances. Happiness cannot be achieved with substances. Pleasure is experienced alone. Happiness is many times experienced in social groups. The extremes of pleasure can lead to addiction, whether they be substances or behaviors, yet there's no such thing as being addicted to too much happiness. Finally, and most importantly, pleasure is tied to dopamine, the pleasure biochemical neurotransmitter, and happiness is tied to serotonin, the happiness biochemical neurotransmitter, end quote. Isn't that fascinating. There were so many of those points that I had to really think about, but such good information. It helps me understand that in man's search for happiness, that elusive quest may be misguided altogether. Once again, I may be missing the mark entirely. (laughs) If pleasure is the immediate feel-good rush I get from my favorite donut, then maybe happiness might look like the increased health and long-term satisfaction I get from living without it. Or maybe just a small bite of it, right? (laughs) Moderation in all things. Okay, okay. If pleasure is seeing the smile on the face of a widowed sister that I just visited, then happiness may be the deep-seated hope that through my service, I am becoming more like my Savior. If pleasure is the temporary thrill of being in the mountains, hearing the birds sing and feeling the wind whip through your hair, then happiness is knowing that this incredible world was created by a God who loves us and wanted us to experience everything this world had to offer, and that it's ours as long as we live on it. In a 2000 Ensign article titled Happiness More Than a Mood by Marissa Dennis and Charlotte Larkabal, they confirmed my point perfectly by saying, quote, The world tells us that a worthwhile life must be filled with adventure, that your days should be a nonstop thrill ride down an easy, pleasure-filled road. But the truth is, you don't need constant excitement in order to live after the manner of happiness, 2 Nephi 5.27. Lasting happiness, what we might call true happiness, is more a quiet, steady sense of well-being rather than an obvious feeling of euphoria. Fun and pleasure fade, but true happiness isn't a passing mood. It lasts much longer. If experiencing pleasure is raising your emotions above equilibrium, achieving true happiness is like raising the equilibrium itself. End quote. Hmm, I guess there's a reason that God's plan was never called the plan of pleasure. Interesting, isn't it? Alma 42, verse 8 and 16, 2 Nephi 2, verse 13, Helaman 13, verse 38, they all explain, way better than I, why it's appropriately referred to as the great plan of happiness. 
Ever since my grandchildren were old enough to express their likes and dislikes, I've taught them to play the thumbs up, thumbs down game. It makes determining what new foods they like really obvious because they'll show me the thumbs up and which ones they don't like, thumbs down. Which ones they really like and want more of earns the two thumbs up. It's a great way to get them to try new foods, and it's lots of fun. But in my two thumbs up category, you'd find lots of things. But at the top of the list would be playtime and snuggles with those grandbabies. Time in the hot tub after a long day, standing in holy places, talk time with my kiddos and their sweet spouses, scripture study first thing in the morning with the sun from my biggest window just coming over the mountain, and the big strong arms of my eternal boyfriend wrapped around me. It's also a chocolate croissant warmed for 10 seconds in the microwave, or string cheese, or my daughter's brownies, or an apple turnover from Arby's, all warmed the exact same way. Yes, I, like Oprah, take my pleasures seriously, okay? Lots of things would fall into my one-thumb-up list. Work, exercise, maybe if it's a good day, a big yard that kids and dogs can run through till they're exhausted, but that I have to weed, dishes, I'm grateful for the food that fills them, but I don't like to wash them. My thumbs down is considerably shorter, and two thumbs down, way shorter. It would state just a few things like Brussels sprouts, beets, ooh, sorry, sore shoulders, hot flashes, contention. None of them. Don't like any of them. But now I can identify clearly the finite and immediate pleasures and the more lasting, sometimes even eternal happinesses. What if we each played that game with our spouses or our grandkids or friends? What would be on your two thumbs up list? How many of those things qualify as happiness and as worth seeking more of, maybe possibly recreating? And how many of those can we recognize as more fleeting? Maybe just a pleasant dopamine hit, nice to experience, but if we choose to, we can always opt for the higher, more meaningful, like my example of the chocolate donut. And this reminds me of Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf's general conference address titled Good, Better, Best. Maybe it's time for a reread on that one. So I want to clarify that these simple pleasures in life can be a joy. And Nephi taught that we are here to experience joy, right? I didn't mean in any way to cast a negative light on the pleasures we experience during this mortal existence and enjoy in these mortal bodies. I just wanted to point out that one— Too much of that dopamine-induced pleasure can sometimes be a bad thing. And two, there's something better than immediate pleasure. I think of the immediate pleasure I feel when my husband holds my hand. But now I can think past the instant, albeit happy feeling of love, to the fact that this amazing love, when nurtured and respected, can last through the eternities I think of the satiating pleasure that comes from a tasty morsel to the gratitude of this earthly temple, my body, and the lessons I can take with me as a result of my living in it. With each of life's pleasures, my hope now is that I can translate the things I've learned this week into something with a broader reach, that I can make a choice to level up and think about what I really, really want, what will truly bring me joy. Elder Ulysses Suarez of the Presidency of the Seventy taught, quote, Happiness is determined by habits, behaviors, and thought patterns that we can directly address with intentional action, end quote. Let's think about that this week. It's been a pleasure being with you today. 
And the progress I'm trying to make personally and the insight I'm trying to share makes me very happy. If you're happy and you know it, here it comes. Clap your hands. <laughs> if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, na 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 Okay, I know this isn't making you happy, but it's my pleasure. Mm-hmm.